You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? What's up and welcome to the Replayer Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, this week, and I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> and joining me is Pagan. Hi, I'm Pagan and I'm wearing a hoodie. Woo! It's your welcome audio listeners I, for the visual <laughs> for, the, for the visual aid. For the audio listeners, uh <laughs> it was looking at Pagan while I'm looking at talking to you guys. Anyways, welcome to the Replayer Podcast. My name is Dan. <laughs> this is my co-host Pagan. The lovely Pagan, uh, and I'm also wearing a PlayStation shirt and an Xbox hat because that's how I roll. Deal with it. Because both consoles <laughs> are amazing. All consoles are amazing. All games. All consoles games are amazing. Are great. I love games. I don't care where I'm playing it. Games are awesome. Joining us this week, we have a, a friend of the show and fellow replayer, Charlotte, aka Snape Fantasy. Welcome to the show, Charlotte. <laughs> hey. <sighs> Yeah, insert applause here. Yeah. And I'm rocking the wonderful Team Nolan shirt. Team Nolan shirt. Damn right, rocking the Team <laughs> Nolan shirt. I love that shirt. It's so it's a good shirt. It is a great shirt, and it's a great, not official shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a it's a great fan made shirt, and like yeah. shout out to Candace and Aaron for getting that shit um, made and over to us all. That was very sweet of you guys. Thank you so much. Really? Yes. All right, so we are back here on the Replayer Podcast, trying to remember how to podcast. And for this, we're doing what I have made up right now on the spot called the Replayer Highlight, where we got Charlotte on. We're going to talk to Charlotte, get to know her a little bit better. And uh, we're going to kind of kick it off how we used to do it. We're going to ask some basic questions, get to know Charlotte a little better, especially for those who may not have heard the previous episode you've been on, Charlotte. Um, And I'm going to kick it right off with the... Basic of all base questions. Do you like soup? I love soup. What's your favorite soup? I like chili. Is chili a soup? Chili is a soup? Wait, 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 wait. Drew needs to weigh in on this. it's a soup. We had to, wait a minute. I make How is that a soup? I don't think chili is a soup. You make your chili with venison? Yeah. I'm coming to your fucking house, man. That's like delicious. <laughs> Don't get um, me wrong. I love soup or chili. Chili's amazing. I'm gonna Google it. Is chili a soup? Because oh, most people, oh, it's actually auto like filled. Is chili a soup or stew? It's very. So it Googled. seems like this is a very popular question. <laughs> in my neck of the woods, it's also a spaghetti topping. It's a topping. For I mean, I'm everything in my opinion. So yeah, just top it on anything. Fuck it, nachos, noodles, whatever it is, just give it to me. Oh my god, chili is um, the perfect nacho topping. Right. All right. So, what what's the uh, Google say? Google says chili doesn't usually have broth or stock, and therefore it's not a soup. Aha! Oh. Rude. There you go. Apparently, you have to have broth or stock in it to be classified as a soup. Because you have soups, you've got stews, and you've got chilies. True. Like mm. they're different, you know. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go with pho. Pho. Okay. Pho. I love pho. Yeah, yeah. Any particular kind or style? Chicken. I like chicken pho. Fair enough. Good stuff. I've never had Have you ever had that? Before. Oh, it's so good. No. Oh, it's a really nice noodle type soup. It's Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. So delicious. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I've seen it like, um, I must have seen it on something like, because I watch a lot of, essentially, I watch like a lot of food YouTube channels, <laughs> okay. and especially if they're traveling through Asia or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just love that kind of stuff. Like Mikey Chen, I love your YouTube channel. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's um, like chicken noodle soup, just dialed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, I've and you can get like custom order. Oh my god, custom ordered 
I, I've always mm -hmm. called it faux. <laughs> faux noodles. Faux. Faux. Either and way. I, I don't know, but like this kind of soup and stuff like that. My, I, so I have an issue with essentially where there's like a genetic thing that I can't digest onions. Mm, mm -hmm. so if i have onions they would just make my stomach cramp and then i would just not have a good time you and brandy have that in common yeah it's hard adam has it as well like so it's mm. great in our household we just get everything i love onions. onions so much i would die if i couldn't eat onions no right but it's in everything it's yeah. in everything and anywhere you go and it's like oh, i wish this was more common allergy or intolerance because it's really hard to ask for something without it because they'll just be like no that's not possible or they're like yeah sure we'll give it to you without it and then they're definitely is so um i would like to try the fall except without onions please if that's possible it's easy to it get it without possible. onions yeah, yeah oh, good. That's if you ever go it's to a like a customizable one. restaurant it's a lot of times like they're like okay what kind of broth do you want what kind of noodles do you want what do you want in the soup like you can pick and choose oh you can customize yeah, it's, it's it? highly like, it's customized like and, oh. it's like a subway kind of like table full of ingredients that you can that have that sounds then. amazing oh it's All great right, <laughs> i'm happy with this that's a great answer great answer charlotte Way Never to bounce back before. from the chili debacle. Hey, listen, chili's her favorite stew. <laughs> chili so is fantastic, so I can't question it's apparently that. a stew. Qualifies as. I would say so, it qualifies as go. a stew. There you go. But uh, yeah, I thought a soup question would be fun for all of our soup fans out there. I myself am a like big soup, soup fan. Or do you like soup? Yeah. I love soup. It's one of my favorite foods. Oh. <laughs> You're like, mm, mm, No, I don't mm. like soup. I the only soup that I would ever eat really is like a tomato or like a tomato and red pepper soup. We've had this discussion. We've definitely had this discussion. I'm <laughs> For not sure. a big soup person. Tomato and basil. Yeah. Which is gonna be interesting, like at you know, like at my wedding and stuff, because usually they'll have soup as a course. And I was like, Yeah, I guess it, like vegetable soup seems to be the standard course everywhere. And I was like, Can I just have mm. like tomato? But nobody likes tomato, so it's probably just gonna be me. And they're so nice at the hotel, they're like the bride sure. and can have whatever you want. Yeah. Like you can have steak. You can give your like whole all of your guests chicken nuggets. Like <laughs> whatever you guys Please want, you that. can get. And I was like, fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I like tomato soup, but I have to make it myself. I can't have it out of a can because there's too much sugar. Homemade tomato soup Ooh. is so good too, though. I've never made homemade tomato mm. soup. It's I'd really like to easy to do in a pressure cooker. Super easy. I don't think I have a pressure cooker. I just have a slow cooker. Yeah, slow mm. cooker. Uh, can i do it in that one of my favorite recipes yeah. for tomato soup has a base of oh, yeah. onions and bacon sauteed at the beginning yeah just minus the onions it's yeah just, <laughs> the bacon base sounds great <laughs> i'm yeah, all of it that yep. yeah yeah cool. all right well uh, i thought the soup question would be fun so kind of more traditional questions the ones you've probably answered before charlotte uh but you know kind of just going right into the gaming as far as like tell us about your gaming background like what got you into gaming uh, the first video game that I owned was Wolfenstein Oof. on the Commodore 64. Actual Wolfenstein, so, wow. not like... Actual Wolfenstein, yeah. So, like, we're talking, like, 1986-ish. Mm -hmm. Second grade me. <laughs> and then uh, I had friends that had Nintendos and Ataris and stuff, but I had to go to other places to, to play those. And then, uh, so I eventually upgraded to a 286 mm. and then to a 386. So lots of Sierra games. Lots of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, lots of Oregon Trail, lots of oh God, Police that... Quest, King's <laughs> Quest. Amazing. But this is all hair dye. It's oh. nothing but great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. I That was definitely like the earliest years of my gaming childhood and whatnot, playing those old games, especially like at school. We used to have like the old computers and you would play Oregon Trail. That was this is your computer time back then when we were kids yeah. was playing Oregon Trail trying to keep your your people from dying of dysentery mm -hmm. quite literally good time. <laughs> it's a good time it was a good time it's a fun game uh, but that, then i went from that to doom ah natural progression yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so what was that 93 95 somewhere yeah. around there uh, did you I play doom through codes. a shareware originally I did. Yes, because that's how they got it out there. That's how they got Doom into people's hands. Were through those shareware disc and drives and things where cool. they were like, "Here's the first like part of Doom on this random thing that you could play," and it was people ate it up. It was basically just free demos of Doom, and that's how people got into Doom in the beginning. And nice. Yeah, it's like that first hit of crack that you just got handed for free. <laughs> and you're like, ah, "Where's the game?" <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> I only just learned recently that the original version of the shareware for Doom, when they did that, they were distributing out this free version of the game. And in order to actually buy the game, there was like a 1-800 number you'd have to call and say, I want this game. Here's my credit card information. And then they send it to you. <laughs> and I just thought that that was such an odd thing to have to do. <laughs> like, I want this game. I'm going to call a 1-800 number. I feel like um, I feel like they mentioned this on the show before. They might have. Yeah, I think like it was uh, back way back when. I don't know what game they were talking about, but I think Troy and Nolan had this conversation where like at the end of the game or at the beginning of the game, it said like, call this number. And he's like, oh my God, do you remember having to do that? No mm. one's of course like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think they mentioned that brief- briefly on the show before. Yeah. Mm. And then it was like, it, when you got it, it was like on, I want to say it was like on four. Yeah. Something like uh, that. Three like by fives? three or, or three, four three, floppy three disks. Yeah. It was floppy disks. Disc. Yeah. Oh, Not the floppy oh floppy God. ones, but the little hard ones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's nostalgia, man. I want a floppy disk framed. Uh, I, I just remember have having floppy disks and like everything. Like my schoolwork used to be on floppy disk, and then like it just yeah, it's cool, right? That, and look where we've some... gone. Like my my laptop doesn't even have a disk drive. It's oh yes, yeah, they're just my boom, my computer gone. doesn't have a disk drive. No, it, we have a portable disk drive if we need one, but that never we've never used it. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I bought a disk based version of anything for my computer. Yeah, for my computer, nothing. Like games, definitely we'd like we prefer to have like the memorabilia stuff in the cases and shit. But um no, for my computer, I don't think anything is coming like USBs. Yeah. That's pretty True. much it. Yeah. Well, the next question I have here is preferred platform, but I want to open that up. I'd rather know what platforms you have like in general. Oh, good question. Yeah. Well, it, are you grabbing okay. a switch? I am. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm grabbing PS4. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. I has that. Switch. I has that as well. Uh, we we also <laughs> have an Xbox, but it, that's in Troy's room. Uh, and PC. So for nice. audio listeners, <laughs> she is physically holding up the things that she's talking about. <laughs> so you have a Switch, you have a PlayStation 4, you have an Xbox. You're pretty, pretty well-rounded like myself. <laughs> yeah, we we play on it. I'm also well rounded. I, I just don't play the Xbox. ish <laughs> I I have played it. It is good. Game Pass is excellent. Mm-hmm. I well, just I know don't you've gotten into Gears of War. You've been enjoying Gears of War with Adam. Yeah, it's so much fun. I actually really want to work our our way all the way up to five. That's like, what really I'm actually doing to. the same thing with Brandy right now too. We're making our way through the Gears of War franchise. Yeah, yeah. Be really, really cool. I like that Origin is partnered in there uh, with Xbox. Uh, Oh really? So you can yeah. Are you talking about EA Play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, they uh, recently EA. they For rolled me, in the same people. Well, Origin is EA's platform, and then mm-hmm. they've rebranded yes. it more as EA Play now. So they've rolled EA Play into Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox Game Pass membership, you also get EA Play with it. Cool. Yeah. The only reason I have Origin is um, the Sims on my computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've I've been dealing with Origin for quite some time. They uh, they are the original producers of Ultima Online. Uh, oh yes, yeah. So they used to be under OSI back then. Uh, so I've I've been dealing with them since the late nineties. <laughs> so. Ooh, long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I you... was but a girl. <laughs> but a girl. <laughs> but a girl. <laughs> my favorite question and always the toughest question: Do you have a favorite game? I don't know game game series. Yeah. Yes, Uncharted. Yeah, this whole series, yeah. the Uncharted series. Yeah, yeah, you can't go I don't wrong know what there. You're talking about. <laughs> I've never seen that game before. No, we have no clue who's in that. I don't know who you're talking about. The yeah. indie game Uncharted that. Yeah, voice acting. It's tiny. terrible. I just right. <laughs> it's got horrible music. It's just, just horribly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they never even sold like ten copies. Ugh. No, Ugh. there's no Baptist involved <laughs> there. The, it's the greatest fucking game series of all time. It is so fucking good, man. I'm sorry. It is. It's just so good. That's it's, a hard, that's a hard statement. I'm gonna I'm gonna track the statement. I'm it's, sure it's not the greatest game it's series. A of all time, but it's a hard statement, but it's one opinion. that you it's hard to argue though, too. Yeah, in it, my opinion, it's for very me well personally, written. it's my favorite game series. Yeah. Of all time. It's well written. The artwork is fantastic. It's it's been pushing boundaries since the first game as far yeah. as the, the technology. It's just it's just good. It's solid, yeah. it stands up. 
It's a for sure. solid game for sure. <laughs> it's solid. It's solid. Right. Well, going a little outside of that now, the uh, next question that I have for you, Charlotte, is, um, you know, before the show, you kind of let me know a little bit about your background, that you have an education in broadcasting and that you've actually done some radio. And I'm really curious to know a little bit more about that. And I'd love for you to go in and a little bit of a deep dive and explain that. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, when I went through my divorce, I decided I needed a, a career. Hmm. So and when was I, that? Like how long ago? So was that, that was uh, this would have been two thousand one. So it was right. I started class right after nine uh, eleven happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had already moved over towards Cincinnati. I had already signed up for school. Nine eleven happened. We started school that next week. Um, so I'm like, well, I, I just broadcasting has always been something I've been interested in. People have always told me I have a voice for it. So, I mean, why not? I obviously like to talk, so. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, obviously. don't we all? <laughs> You're with friends here, Charlotte. <laughs> like, I mean, so do we. <laughs> there's a reason why I'm curious about your broadcasting yeah. background, so. Right, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I joined uh, the Ohio School for Broadcasting in 2001. Uh, it's a 10-month program. And uh, I wound up having to teach part of the class because none of the teachers knew how to load a reel-to-reel deck, which I mm. thought was bizarre, but still. Um, and then in broadcasting school, you have to do an internship. And I chose to do my internship at the oldie station in Cincinnati because my parents, when they, when I was a child, I wasn't allowed listening to mainstream regular music. Okay. I could mm-hmm. only listen to classical, uh, gospel, and oldies. So I developed okay. kind of a taste for older music. And so I, I went and applied at, at WGRR, which is the oldest channel in Cincinnati, got the internship after I had to explain why I was there. Because at the time I was like 22. <laughs> oh, they're like, why are you Fair. wanting to work at the oldest station? You know, Q102, this pop station is down the hallway. Why don't you go talk to them? And I'm like, this is the Kingston trio that's playing. What, what are you talking about? This song is called Tom Dooley. This is the Kingston Trio. This is why I'm here. I know this music. Let me work. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I got I got that position. I got to work with some wonderful DJs, um, one of which is in the Rock and Jock Hall of Fame. His name is Jim LaBarbera. Very cool, cool guy. Uh, I got to edit his uh, old interviews. He had just cases of reel-to-reel tapes that were disintegrating, and he wanted them cut down onto CD. And I was the only intern that knew how to work a reel-to-reel deck. Amazing. So I got to, you know, I get to listen to interviews with people like Peggy Lee. I'm just like, who gets to hear this? What, <laughs> what, where have I been? This is awesome. Uh, but so I, I, I worked there until I was done with school. And then I, uh, I kind of dropped radio for a while. And eventually it was just like, I need a part-time job. The radio station in town was hiring so i applied and so Mm -hmm. i worked at a country station here in in batesville for about three years i was the afternoon drive no way that is so cool yeah so you were actually like the dj that people listen to on their afternoon drive from work i was country 103.9 wrbi Mm -hmm. that's so cool nice did you did you kind of like I mean, obviously you'd said that you've always wanted to do that. And that was it. Like that, that was you doing it. How did you feel? I loved it. I, I, I honestly, if radio was a way to actually make enough money to pay bills, that is what I would do. Period. It's not? No. Unless you're in a, in a large here? market. Yeah. Unless you're in <laughs> well, a large yeah, market, it's, it doesn't really pay. Like I, I mean, was making less than McDonald's. Podcasting money. is a no different way. beast now. Yeah. So outside of radio. You got to think, I, I live in a small oh. town. It was a small country station. If I'd have been in Cincinnati, I probably could have paid bills. Not a lot of them, but I could. Uh, right. So it, payment really depends on what market you're in. Cincinnati is the largest market close to me. It's number 26 in the country. New York uh, New York and LA vie for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago's two, usually. Yeah. Two or three. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Jesus, I didn't know. I had no idea that it didn't pay. Is yeah, that why ultimately you left? That is because I was like, I need, I need money. Because at that time I had already had my second child. Mm. We had mortgage, car payments, mm-hmm. you know. That's the thing, man. Like, I mean, we were talking about this the other day where I was like, man, you know, somebody had asked like, what's the, go- what's the goal? And the goal really is to like, do what you like or what you love for a living and get paid for it. 
mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of the time, either the jobs are too seldom or you don't get enough money and you can't pay the bills. And that's why we have to stick out jobs like customer service. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. Oh. It's that like starving uh, artist. So upsetting. Scenario in a nutshell, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's really, really shit. And I think there should be more done for it. I think like actually at the moment, the government, I don't know if this is in at the moment just yet. Tina can correct me on this. Um. But they were going, they were doing like a year artist fee. The only problem is they're like, they're like little niche that you have to fill in a whole bunch of forms to be an artist for doesn't apply to a lot of other things outside of like physical art forms, like sculpting and painting, Um, which kind of sucks for like musicians and actors and voice actors or performers. Um, So it's kind of like, that's really shit, but they are starting to do something like that where there's a year grant. You can take a year off work and they will pay you from a government's fee to continue pursuing your passion. But it's just one year. Mm-hmm. So like ultimately it's like, hey, you have a year to like make yourself a good income off of this job. And you're like, that's just not achievable ever. So yeah, but mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get there someday where there are better art schemes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I miss it for sure. It's, yeah. it, it was just something that was so much fun. I got to work with some really just interesting people because People in radio are interesting <laughs> on a whole nother level. Interesting or interesting? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Like, Both. <laughs> some of the people that I met in radio, I think Nolan would walk into a room and go, you okay? No way, really? <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there's... That's mental. Yeah. Some of the stories I heard, I, there's there are things I really can't repeat. <laughs> that Jim would tell me about parties he had had with like Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles and all these other people. And I'm just like, I hate you, but I love you. Tell me more. (laughs) I actually find like, there's a lot of those kind of stories that I'm not that they're like on that level or anything like that, but in the membership zooms with um, Alter Beast and Drew Soup um, for any audio listeners and regular listeners, if you are a member of Retro Replay and there's like monthly tiers, if you're a member of either Drew Soup tier or Alter Beast, you can get to hang with the crew and, um, the cast once a month in a Zoom, uh, two separate Zooms, and I feel like PJ like always you're paid has those to kind say of that, stories. Pagan. I'm yeah. not at all. I'm not <laughs> at all. I'm just really a big fan of these. No, Zooms. they're great. Yeah, the Zooms are fantastic. I haven't really gotten to, to, to know Walter people mm-hmm. yet. Um, I've only been to the Drew Soup one. Oh, dude! It's, well, it's so we'll much fun you. to just kind of vibe. Oh, it's so nice, yeah. and it's it's like I think the first couple of Zooms were a little chaotic because everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, nobody knows each other." Like, "Hi, how are you? This is this," and like, "Let's all chat." Whereas I think as you go, everyone just gets a lot more comfortable, mm-hmm. including Nolan, including Liam and Todd, including the crew. Um, and you get these really great stories of like industry stories from PJ or like alien conspiracy theories from PJ. <laughs> oh my God, the alien conspiracy. Yeah, I know. But it's it's kind of cool like to hear that stuff. I think when you work with people in the industry that have been in the industry much longer than you have, um, you know what I mean, Charlotte? Like yeah. working with those people, listening to hear those stories. I think that's definitely one of the better parts of the job. Because mm. it's such, oh, yeah. it's so cool. It's just so great to listen to it. Yeah, it it is fun. It is. Yeah. I'm gutted you had to leave. Yeah, yeah, and I had a follow up question to that too because I see you have a pretty elaborate mic set up there, and I'm wondering as far as like, do you have any future goals or prospects? <laughs> I would, I would love to get into things. I actually bought this this rig specifically for Breathe. Mm. Um, no I did not have a good mic. That's to, the, the, the Troy Baker project, The right? Troy Baker project, okay. yeah. Just wanted to confirm. Which I'm yeah. sure there will be more of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He did say that when, at the time, Breathe came out. I just think it's like a, ta- a case of like time and money, but I think yeah. there'll definitely be more projects yeah. like that as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I've signed up on, on Backstage. Mm-hmm. I'll try to okay. feel yes. out gigs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've looked into doing audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a pretty common I'm, place I'm, for I've people to start off out. with. Yeah, and I'm yeah. uh, I've I've reached out to uh, Natalie Nottis and to Phil Thrawn. Um, they read uh, they so Phil did Angie's book. My my friend Angie, he yes. did her audio book, and then he and Natalie did Angie's husband's book together. Mm. Um, so I'm just I'm they friended me on yeah, Twitter, yeah, and yeah. I'm just seeing if they can like get me some leads. Uh, there you go. I mean, that's a good way to kind of like break your way in, especially if, mm-hmm. if oh, they absolutely. hear your Networking voice and they're like, you know what, we think think we should give you this a shot you know and like networking is usually one of the best ways to do that so those connections might become invaluable in the near future mm-hmm. so yeah and i've i've done a few voiceover uh projects before mm-hmm. uh, doing training stuff for hospitals 
And you've been branching out with the podcasting a little bit. I know, bit, obviously, you've yeah. been here with us before. You're back on here. Mm-hmm. You've done Steph's podcast. And I know that you guys had a great show on there. And if you haven't listened to it, go check out the episode of Steph's uh, Gen X Replayer podcast. That uh, you know, How many of her the- podcast episodes have you been on? I want to say six or seven. Oh, wow. um, it, so I'm on I'm on the Unicorn Lunchbox uh, yep. yes. podcast with her and Brandy and Shayna. Yeah, she had mentioned the Unicorn Lunchbox to us last time she was on a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! I actually didn't know Brandy and Shayna were on there as well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Brandy and I are on the first several, and then uh, then the freeze happened. Yeah, in Texas, and she couldn't make it, so we brought Shayna in. Amazing. So, she was she's our other Gen Xer, so <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a fun time. It's it's they're super short; they're like fifteen minutes a piece. Yeah, little snippets, but they're they're real fun. Yeah, I know you guys kind of got into it about the classic video games and the old school stuff, like we were just kind of hitting on, and uh, that actually reminds me, <laughs> there's a classic game convention coming to Austin, Texas this summer. Oh, really? And uh, me and Brandy already bought tickets for it preemptively because I went to one of those last year. Well, not last year, but the year before COVID, because last year doesn't exist at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I went to a retro game count. con before and I loved it. Like, I'm such a big gamer nerd. And to like see that history and to see like there's vendors selling old video games. And I was telling Brandy about it and she goes, do you think they have a ColecoVision? I was like, probably. <laughs> and she's like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, she talked about that in the podcast about her ColecoVision. Yeah. That's awesome. I had to Google that console because I had no idea what she was talking about when she came yeah. on the podcast. I was like, "What are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> Never heard of that before." Yes, it was. I just it genuinely didn't. I'm very sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so she's really excited about that now to try and uh, go and get like an old ColecoVision for herself, and I'm like, "Great, so we can be old school game nerds together. Build up that collection." Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you have any other hopes or prospects going forward as far as broadcasting? I mean, like podcasting is kind of the way of the future when it comes to audio. Yeah. Broadcasting. Um, I, I generally do uh, go back to the station once a year um, to promote Rocky Horror. Mm. Uh, so we have a single screen movie theater in my town. And once a year, of course, not last year, because again, it didn't exist. <laughs> Exactly. Once a year, I go into the station uh, every day for a week or so and hype the show. Mm. Uh, nice. We have a shadow cast that comes out from Cincinnati to do the show in front of the screen. Um, we collect donations. It's a free show. Uh, it's the one night in a very small Catholic town that I think some of these kids can really feel safe to be themselves. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we usually have a line around the block. So. That's, that's amazing. Rocky yeah. Horror is such a great um, cult classic to bring people together, honestly. Um, oh, yeah. My dad, I think, introduced me to it, and it was one of my aunts, um, who sadly passed away, and um, was her, one of her favorites as well. And we got to go see it. My dad brought me to uh, a show. He brought me to, like, um, the like the live show, I guess, and it was so fucking good, man. It was so good. Go if if you ever if listen, if anybody out there right now is a very big fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show, please, please, please go and see it live if you can. Go and see it live, support the artists. But holy shit, is it so much better? Because like I love Tim Curry and I love the movie; it's fantastic. But just as this and as an experience, live was so amazing, and it's incredible because they really work off the audience. Mm-hmm. And they like they play to that. Like a lot of the time, people will get heckled or the things like that. Is and they just yeah, yeah. It's so good. And it, the guy, it's... oh sorry, the guy who played um, <laughs> Doctor Frankenfurter mm-hmm. is uh, the guy for me who did that at the show was um, the one of the main guys from Blue, the boy band in the UK. <laughs> I've never even heard of them. Never the heard of famous either. boy band in the in the UK. And I was like, wait, what? I only found Googles. out after <laughs> as well, which is cool. Um. Think of like the uh, I don't know a UK version of like NSYNC. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they definitely they look big, like that. Yeah, they were they were a very big boy band like before uh, One Direction and all that shit. Um, the OG. They're actually kind of good, but yeah, I had no idea it was him. It was crazy. Duncan James, he was really good. Anyway, yeah, it's it's tendons. it's different to see you know even if it, even if you're live. going yeah even if you're going to see the movie but with a shadow cast yeah. it's completely different than just watching the movie because amazing the actors are interacting with you it's they like, will scream at you to get up and dance my yeah. best it, comparison for that is the uh, spam a lot 
Ooh, Spamalot's oh, good. I've never seen that. I have not seen it. I want to. Spamalot is so fun. I. I've, I've seen it twice, two, three times, and it's uh, always like that. There's a different energy. There's a different vibe, and yeah. um, the the cast usually takes liberties that they make like uh, topical jokes, like intertwined yes. into some of the humor, and they'll like or they'll they'll make shit up on the spot, especially like the um, the icky icky. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Whatever, Adam like, knows that. Yeah. Adam knows it all for her. I don't know how he does it. I just, I just, he just knows but it. But a lot of times the actors who are doing that bit will change it and make it uh, something random. Something topical. Yeah. Yeah. Just to yeah. make a new different joke every time. And it'll catch oh, you off guard because you're expecting it to be the normal thing from the yeah, movie. Yeah. So Spam a Lot's a good show. It's fun. Yeah, stage actors are just a different breed. I, I wish I had pursued that instead of quitting college. <laughs> that's what I initially went to college for was musical theater. Oh wow! Yeah, because before before my voice was this low, it, I I killed my voice with smoking for years. But I, I was a contralto when I uh, graduated high school. No way! Yeah, and I Amazing. really wanted to do Broadway, and I went to school and said, "Yeah, this isn't for me." Uh-huh. And I quit. Dreams. So yeah. Broadway is like in school. <laughs> yeah, Broadway is is the dream, and like I know a, a couple of friends who are still actually working and doing it, and they're just I I they're like I always feel like they're just one step away, like they're just one show away from like their big big break, you know. And she's been in like hundreds of Broadway shows. Just as oh, like nice. um chorus chorus in background, and I'm like, even if I was in chorus, that the best fucking time, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, it's so cool. I used to love being on stage. Stage is just. It was, I was in drama club all the way through school. I was our secretary and treasurer uh, for our drama club and did a lot of stage productions and I yeah, miss it's it. it's just something else, isn't it? It is. Troy's, Troy's got a little bit of it. He, he doesn't, he's not on the stage. He does oh. production. Mm. He runs, uh-huh. he's certified with their sound and lighting. And you're talking about school. Troy, your son. Troy, Amazing. my son. <laughs> for our, yeah. our audio listeners who may not be aware. <laughs> your son. No, I actually think, um, I think you're right. Like, Charlotte, there's just something else about being on stage. I, I miss. I don't think I've ever been in a musical, though, have I? I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, I've, I've just a lot of like dramas and stuff, and mm-hmm. I feel like comedies or musical theater. I feel like is where it's at. It's probably the most fun. I recently did uh, like improv for the first time in the last couple of years, and I Ooh. it was all new to me, and I had so much fun doing it. And it's like I think the first day of improv class, the first thing the teacher said is. There's you, it's impossible to tell somebody about improv outside of improv because mm. it's the biggest inside joke. And yeah. it, it just proved to yes. be so true because every time we did a performance or every time we did an improv, when I tried to go home and tell people how funny it was, they're they just, just kind of like, they just, it doesn't apply. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, you stick. Have to be there. <laughs> so, so. But it was super fun, and it was my only real experience on stage in anything, and I actually loved it. It was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah get, get into a get, get into a, a local group if you've got one around. When all this goes away, I was when I was living yeah. in New York, <laughs> and then I moved to Texas, and that uh, that group still like we, I keep in touch with them when I can, but it's still very much a small group in New York, and they were all very saddened that i left <laughs> like are you no. sure you're meshing so well with us <laughs> are you like, sure you want to leave are you sure you're gonna yeah. make this massive life decision sure. <laughs> like yeah. you see this woman yes this this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes i'm sure thank you uh moving on i wanted to do a quick little uh timely topics there's something that i wanted to discuss real quick and then we'll get onto the show discussion um, this, I think, is a hot topic when it comes to our audience. They announced, or at least there's rumors, of a remake of The Last of Us Part 1. And I think, one, that's like, huh? Wait, what? There's a remake of The Last of Us Part 1 being made by Sony. I'm Googling this. Uh, and as of right now, from what I read on this, it was being developed um i believe by sony bend studios or at least there's a subdivision of naughty dog that was working on it and they're looking to basically take the first game and put it into the new game's engine 
even though we just had, you know, The Last of Us remastered on PS4. Yeah. Then they did like a PS5 update. You have to t- you have to actually look hmm. this up. You don't yeah, believe me? Yeah, I, I didn't see this. I um, didn't hear of it either. It was just today. Like I just <laughs> saw it today, me. and I was like, "Ooh, we should talk about this." Shit, no, I did not know about this. I'm so essentially, are they going like? Bloomberg report says Sony Studios. Sorry, Sony support studio pitched pushed off yep. the Last of Us remake, leading some to quit. Mm. Report the Last of Us remake coming for PS5, but at a cost to PlayStation morale. It was Polygon.com. Um, Jason Schreier did the original report <laughs> to Bloomberg. What is it? What is the purpose of the remake? Just to put the game into PlayStation Five, they or are they going the to actually remake the game? Like I said, from what I was to understand, based on the information I saw, was they're going to yeah. rebuild the game in the Last of Us 2's engine. And bring like modernize some of the gameplay and controls and mechanics that Last of Us Two had, but for the first game. So I mean, would they just use all this, the same stuff? Like nothing would change regarding story, cast, anything. It, it essentially just sounds like they're going to make like a it's a, a remake. It's remaster. a remake. Yeah, but then at this, yeah, but so is fucking Final Fantasy Seven, and that was like a completely almost different game. So, but this isn't this isn't like. A complete redoing like final fantasy especially because last of us is like only seven years like, old you know final yeah, fantasy like is more like a remaster then. seven years old but we already have a remaster though it's a yeah. remaster of a remaster exactly <laughs> i see that's interesting i mean at the same time though i feel like because you have a remaster of playstation 4 and you can still play this on playstation 5 is that necessary exactly that's is the that point that i'm trying to make time like, and fucking yeah, resources that, you're throwing you're throwing money yeah out the window but if you for sure the deeper part of the story that i think is worth talking about is the fact that when you look at the article when you look at the story they talk about how sony um said no to a days gone Two, in light of let's do a last of us remaster when we already have a remaster and we're sitting here going why do we need that yeah and they said that some of the people at that studio walked away and said we're not doing that. Yeah, and it seems the same now. It's a little disheartening, you know, to think that people are walking away from these, this role that they had because Sony yeah. was like, we want you to do this. Yeah, especially when they're also looking at doing a new Uncharted game. Yeah. So that's just. Yeah, I, you know. I just don't know. Like, I'm all for a new Uncharted game. Give us Uncharted 5. Let's go. But just remastering a remaster, essentially, you're just yeah. kind of like, but. There's literally n- no reason to do that. The like, there's no reason. You can still play it on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. Yeah, exactly. You can still play it. You can play the it's remaster not like it's version. Outdated. The yeah. game still holds up incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And it seems oddly, like, just not necessary to have a remaster of a game that's not yeah. even 10 years old. Yeah, no. For sure. I'm not a fan, but I'm not a fan of a, of a lot of remakes of anything yeah. anyway. So I'm just yeah. like, just give, give me something See, now, new. I eat up the remakes of games that are 20 years old, 30 years old, games that I played yeah, in my childhood, and a yeah, remake sure. completely overhauls the graphics. It completely changes yeah. the way it looks and feels. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, but this, something this new. Exactly. It's just going to be yeah. a more polished version of something that already looks good. Yeah, and as you said, it still holds up. It's 2013. Like, it, it yeah. still holds up. You can actually still... Like, the reason I think that it's... Um, unnecessary is because obviously you can play it on the newest console it's not like it's not playable you right. can't play it on the newest console it's been remastered for playstation 4 they're mm-hmm. also still selling playstation 3s and you can still get playstation 3 and you can still get the original playstation 3 version of the last of us or oh, yeah you can buy a playstation 4 and get the playstation 4 like remastered version so it just seems like it's not like this game is unattainable on any other platform that's why they have to remake it because like it's going to be obsolete soon Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. Like, it and just even in like that regard, Sony doesn't do that. They don't care about a game becoming obsolete. You know, they don't go out of their way to make it so that old games are still playable. So, <laughs> is this a money grab? Is this a, like a money grab? That's what it seems like to me. To be like, hey, let's just like The Last of Us Two got a lot of controversy, so let's like revamp The Last of Us One because everyone was like, oh, it's not as good as the first game. I look at it more like. They said, hey, The Last of Us 1 made us a shitload of money. Hey, The Last of Us 2 made us an even more shitload of money. 
Let's double down on that. <laughs> no, Sony, make no. fucking Uncharted 5. <laughs> yeah. Just, you like anyways. money? Make Uncharted 5. Yeah, I want something new. I don't I don't yeah, need a rehash new. of what I've already got. Although I heard that like Naughty Dog are working on a completely different game. It's not Uncharted, it's yes. not The Last of Us, but it is going to be another series that will be standalone. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. I'm all for new Hurry IPs. <laughs> new IPs are good. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> So hurry I mean, up, but take your time. <laughs> not to be super negative on this, it just seems unnecessary. So I just figured, like, no, I feel you. Throw it out to the yeah to everybody here to hear about this news. It's kind of like the Last of Us TV show, where it was announced and they're like, we're gonna tell side stories, and then everything now is we're recreating the story word for word. It's like, yeah, what happened there? Yeah, I think there was some sort of discussion there, and then casting um eh. look it is eh. what it is we'll see what happens <laughs> anyways we'll see what happens um i have faith neil Druckmann's behind the wheel i guess um so yeah i mean i, I am excited for that show because you know it's yeah. pedro pedro <laughs> because of pedro. i think it's really exciting to see what he does for the role i don't particularly think he was right casting for the character in my humble opinion i actually think hugh jackman would have been fucking unreal but that's fine. Like him in prisoners, right? Him in prisoners is Joel. I'm already thinking of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in Logan. Oh, in Logan as well. Oh yeah, everybody was comparing. Just Logan remove to the claws, and you got <laughs> Joel. And you've got, yeah, for sure. Anyway, that was just my personal opinion, and I think like, you know, casting is always going to be divisive somewhere. But Pedro is is really good and he's great at what he does so i'm excited to see what he does with the role you never know a lot of times people can take on a role that you wouldn't imagine them being able to do and then they surprise you and you're like holy shit 100 fucking batman yeah ben affleck was cast as batman i was like this is shit i'm i pack it in everybody go home (laughs) nobody watch this movie it's gonna be terrible and then like bbs came out and i was like holy fucking shit this was all right this was i don't think i don't think charlotte agrees with you oh well i i actually thought like i thought now when you said batman now when you said batman i initially thought you meant michael keaton that's why i said yes okay michael keaton is the best batman there's no no hands no one thought he was going to be good at it though that's the point that's so no sad. No one Why thought not? Michael so Keaton good. was going to be good. <laughs> exactly. And then he because became the Because we remember him from, from Batman. before. Batman. True. True, true, true. Exactly. That yeah, was my that's, point. That's what I, I thought you like, were going to say. Well, I feel like maybe I just didn't know much about Michael Keaton beforehand. Like, it, when did when did Batman In, come out? 86. Oh, 89. 89. Okay, okay. Come on, guys. I wasn't even a glint in my I father's eye. I was in junior eye. high. I didn't know. I just watched it when it came out. I... I yeah, I, I I meant Ben Ben Affleck, and I'm kind of the same right now with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, nope, nope, everybody go home, <laughs> don't watch this movie, it's gonna be terrible. But then Matt Reeves is announced as director, and I was like, all right, all right. I mean, all right. is I he gonna sparkle? Funny. I I just he's I'm... not gonna sparkle, and he's apparently very good in Devil all the time, which I have not yet watched, but I will have a look. Not. I will have faith. I have faith. Twilight ruined me. I'm sorry, I can't. Same. No. And and, <laughs> Same. and Little Women ruined me for uh, what's his name. Uh, Christian Bale, because mm. he was in Little Women with oh, Winona Ryder. He played Laurie way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I that's not remake, Batman. And I actually think the remake was lovely. Um, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. Is it funny that for me, I I knew Christian Bale best as American Psycho, and then when he got cast as Batman, I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. No, he was he was a simpering character that just was he threw himself into like some alcoholic depression because a woman told him no yeah it's not a good character no Mm. anyways moving right along we're gonna talk about the (laughs) retro replay content this week um and there's some good stuff to talk about i don't even know where to start um i guess we could always start with trailer talk which was about a movie (laughs) that didn't have pagan in it I didn't. I didn't get there. Pagan didn't uh, get it to is do about it. without on. without remorse. Coming yes, to Tom Clancy's Prime. without remorse, which I didn't know about this, but oh my god, I was right there with Drew on the the nerding out about the whole Tom Clancy timeline and the writing, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and then like it the the amazing <laughs> cut to like PJ and Nolan like, and I'm like, no, I want to hear more about the conspiracy theories. <laughs> Because I'm a big oh, fan good. of Tom Clancy movies and games. So, like, I didn't know Without Remorse was, like, 
a prequel to Rainbow Six, and it was actually the groundwork for like the John Wick movies, essentially. Mm-hmm. That stuff was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about Tom Clancy stuff, honestly. Um, the only time I really heard about this film was obviously because of uh, Todd, who is in it from Get Good. Um, and it's coming to Prime April 30th. So if anybody does a Prime video, please go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a good movie, though. It looks kind of like a... I feel like I agree with PJ at one point where he's like, I've seen this movie. Yeah. Because I, I totally agree. It's a, it's like a plot point. It's a, it's a it's a movie that you're just like, oh, yes, I've seen this. Like someone almost dies and they come back and they get revenge on everybody else because they killed their family. And you're like, ah. Well, it's yeah, like yeah. to PJ's point, he was talking about how that book was written and published in 1993. Oh, wow. And it was the that that book was what all those other movies were based other on. Movies based on? Oh, I see. Okay. And well, he was fine. talking about the development hell that this movie went through to get yeah. made. And that's why we've already seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. I'm still excited to see <laughs> this version, though. Yeah. I'm not usually into action films, uh, but I will say. Because of trailer talk, I went and watched Nobody mm. and really freaking oh, that's enjoyed right. it. Yeah, you watched Nobody. Oh, so good. I won't give spoilers. I'm you, so please glad. talk about I it, though. Please it tell yet. me about that. <laughs> oh, my God. So never in my existence did I think that I needed a chase scene set to Heartbreaker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yes, please. Also, okay. all of this goes down because of a kitty cat bracelet. A bracelet goes missing. Oh. So like I think lots it's of great. people die. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Love it's, it. It was well cast. Mm. The, the the soundtrack, I will probably purchase. It's real good. Um the explosions are fantastic. Also, Doc Brown is a badass. And who knew that? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Nice. Oh, he looks so good in this film. Well, you, you can only, only see, see him. a glimpse in the in yeah. the trailer, though. Mm. You have one I little scene of him watching TV in the trailer. That's it. Oh. He's got a much bigger part in this movie, and it's just mm. grand. If, if you go for nothing else, go to see Christopher Lloyd. I I Be love that man. But I think Bob <laughs> Odenkirk really like really surprised me in the trailer because I think even in my in the trailer talking we spoke about that he just seemed so unassuming. So, you know, there's um, another actor doing something you wouldn't expect of them and then be like holy shit they killed it true yeah yeah and I, there's i've never seen the john wick movies and now i kind of want to because that movie mm-hmm. was oh, really highly fantastic recommend. yeah, yeah highly they're great recommend. and if I, if this is anywhere in the vein of that i'm gonna watch it i feel like from good. the trailer it looks like it's in the same vein just not as not as comedic like there's definitely comedic moments in john wick there definitely is but they're just not as well timed. I feel like there's not as good humor ish. Mm. So yeah, I, I actually think like um, I think I would probably enjoy um, nobody on a different level than I would um, John Wick. But John Wick movies, so good. <laughs> Please go watch them. Really, really good. Notice it's, it's just some of like the <laughs> best, most well shot action scenes in, in a movie. Yeah, for sure. So good. Yeah. <laughs> also the bus scene that you see in that trailer goes mm. on for about almost 20 minutes <laughs> oh, wow it's, it's, i love it it's rough i'm in it i'm fine <laughs> this is fine <laughs> this is fine well we got a double trailer talk out of that one uh <laughs> we, did. we did we didn't really talk about nobody when you, they did trailer talk for that did we we did a little bit i touched skimmed on the surface i think i was like yeah i didn't catch that one Oops. but yeah yeah this we one did. had uh, Mr. Todd Lassant. So the first trailer mm. talk that featured one of the actors in the movie. So cool. I think that was a nice touch. That was great. The, my favorite thing about that is knowing that Todd plays such a serious character in the movie. And then you get him out like, yeah, bro, it was such a great time being on set with Michael B. Like, he's just such like that laid back, like the Aussie he's surfer so dude. He's just so nice. It's so he's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm amped to see him like destroy people. I, me too. I'm really interested to see him in this because, I mean, he was great as like, honestly, I I hated Caesar, but mm. in a good way, if you know what I mean. Like, you're supposed to. Right. So, like, he played the villain and he was really good at it. And I used to be like, oh, who the fuck? Like, oh, like, <laughs> like I used to, I, anytime you come on screen, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, mm, stop, just stop, <laughs> uh, which is good because that's what you want the character to make you feel. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I think this is going to be really interesting to see Todd in a very serious role um, as Dallas. Yeah, uh, and Dallas yeah, was and in, he's such a nice, nice. Dallas he, is a he, character that's really big in like the Rainbow Six series. So, oh really? It, nice. They talked about you know this possibly getting on. another Rainbow Six movie, and that's got me oh, like, that'd be so good. You know what? I'm realizing you know between like that and uh, Jack Ryan, like Amazon's got yes. this whole Tom Clancy thing going on, and I'm like, okay, I need to get on to watching Jack Ryan. I need to watch Without Remorse because I want them to keep making more Tom Clancy content. Mm-hmm. Like keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah Amazon's going. Well. Amazon's going that direction, and you've got Disney Plus doing all the the Marvel MCU stuff. Mm. That's right. All, yeah, these, all these new series that are coming out, fantastic. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, so yeah. good. It's great. Yeah. I, I love these. I love the way these streaming services are are handling this time that we're in and really pumping out the content. My only issue is having multiple streaming services where it's like, ah, oh, man, I, I I cut the cord from cable and television back in 2008 i think 2007 and i went to like okay i'm just gonna have netflix and that's it and i had netflix and that was it for a decade (laughs) and now it's Mm -hmm. like okay now i have to have netflix i have to have amazon i have to have hulu i have to have peacock you know uh, too many adding up then yeah Yeah. disney plus you can't not have disney plus now there's hbo max uh anyways (laughs) Moving on to the episode proper, we had the wonderful and amazing John DiMaggio return to the basement for yet another <laughs> fantastic, hilarious episode. Where... That man is too much. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I love him. He's great. He's ha- so sweet. I don't know what it is, but it's great to have it back to almost like the old formula, the old retro replay. And I haven't laughed that hard at an episode of retro replay in a while. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. What did you guys think? The energy is definitely back up. I love that because mm-hmm. that's the one thing I've missed. I don't really mind who was on the couch with mm-hmm. Nolan. He just, he needs somebody to kind of riff with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Drew doesn't always want to do that. And I understand that it's not what he's there for. <laughs> so it's, it's really nice for Nolan to have somebody to, to riff off of, mm-hmm. have that energy with. Yeah, I would agree with, I would agree with Charlotte. I think it, I think Nolan is in his prime when he has um, uh, another performer to riff with. Cause I think like with Drew as well, he does so, so well. Um, (laughs) But like having someone, especially like John, who has big energy, who has character voices and like a a history of being in the VO uh, industry and has worked with Nolan. Like, I love that. I think that's really nice. It's good camaraderie is good jokes. And then when they go off on a character bit, they all join in. Like the two of them would join in on either way. It's like improv. And I just think that's so, so good. And it's such a good energy to have back on the show. Um, yeah, I love it. I think that was it was a really good episode. Samurai Jack. Thought yeah. that was really cool. Uh, Samurai Jack is the is such a fascinating um series. Like, I love just, Samurai it's, Jack. It's so good. Yeah. And I, I was really gonna, I was telling Brandy when we were watching yeah. that episode and she was like, What's with the Scotsman character? And I was like, Oh my god, the Scotsman. Let me tell you about the Scotsman. And I explained like the episode. I'm like, that's one of the best episodes in the entire series when the you know uh Samurai Jack finds this bridge and it's really, really, yes, really long. Face off. You know, and they get stuck on it together and they the they're trying to convince one of the other to go backwards, so they end up having this epic battle. And I I the Scotsman is one of the few people that can like meet Samurai Jack at his level. So each episode is actually set in a different location. So all the artwork for every single location in, in every episode is different. Um which is saying something after like six seasons. Um it's just a, it's just such a, it's a fascinating show. Uh, the Scotsman was is the is one of the only allies or is the only ally to make repetitive appearances mm-hmm. in Samurai Jack. Like he doesn't have any friends or anything except the Scotsman, who was obviously originally brought on to be the enemy. Um, but I am pretty sure he had like the longest um, the longest insult. <laughs> the longest insult on a TV show or something like that. So let me Google that. But that is making me think back to the wonderful, amazingly hilarious bit that John and Nolan got into where they were both just riffing the Scotsman accent off each other and just being like that absurd, over-the-top librarian (laughs) insulting people while trying to tell them to behave themselves in a library. (laughs) 
It's a 20 second insult. Wow. 20 seconds is the insult on the face off. Um, yeah, there you go. I just think it's like this so fascinating. It's just really good writing and like all the like the panels and stuff like that as well. And the episodes were done like a comic book and I just think it's great. I think it's just fantastic. And it was all like inspired by like the longest yard, um, which is like a 60s film. No, 70s film, 1974. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed, um, researching for this one. Um, I liked having them play a game that one of them was in. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah. I've never watched the show. Um, but, the coloring in this game, I'm looking at it on my so other great. screen. Yeah. It's just, what? <laughs> it, the palette it, is just, you know, it's not. The nice. animation in this in this game um, yeah. really does capture the essence of the series as well. It does. Like, it's obviously nice. a little bit like 3D is actually animated for a game, but it does actually capture the essence so well um in samurai jack yeah. and samurai jack's characters i think i've mentioned this to you before um dan it, in this in the tv show in the series none of the characters have outlines right they like mentioned they, that they on, the, have, on the episode yesterday yeah they have no outlines they're yeah. just color blocked in and so they uh, have outlines in the middle of them but no actual outline on the outside and i thought that was so fucking fascinating that's actually right? an animation trait of uh uh, so Gendy's cool. Gendy Tarkata. Tar- I'm gonna butcher his name. He's got a really elaborate Tar- name. Tar- Tar- Tartakovsky. Yeah, he has there also done other cartoons um, that are similar, where the characters don't have a lot of hard borders, or they some yeah. do, some don't. Like if you've ever seen um, uh, Foster's Dexter's Home, Laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory. I love Dexter's Lab. Uh, he did Foster's Home for oh? imaginary friends. I didn't know what that one. There's also characters in that they do the same thing where they're just color blocks with no yeah. borders, no you outlines. Look that one up, Pagan, because Foster's is Foster's is great. I'll have to look that up. I love yeah. Foster's. Um, I just feel like Samurai Jack is probably it came into it came into being during a weird time where I was really too old to ch- check out cartoons, mm-hmm. and my kids were too young for this particular yeah. cartoon. So it's like, oh, I, I see. see it. Yeah, and Samurai Jack's kind of like it, kind of threads the needle of old and young as far as the content sure. and the material there. That's why this it's a great adult cartoon, but keeping it kind of PG for a younger audience. And then the show came back eventually to Adult Swim with a more That's mature right. tone, mm-hmm. which I thought mm-hmm. was the best move that that show could have made. It was the end made. of the, the season six. It takes place 50 years after mm-hmm. the uh, the original series ended, uh, which is so fucking yeah. cool, man. It's it, Yeah, this, is a, this was a really good series to research because i'd watched the show but i didn't know much about it um, mm-hmm. and so after doing the research and stuff i, I really enjoy this i want to go back and watch them back to the show itself retro replay yeah. on that episode i thought one of the the simplest smallest moments but one of my favorite moments in the episode was probably when nolan started playing the game and he went wait a minute i don't want to play this you play this and he handed the mm-hmm. controller off to john and I bet that was a huge relief for Nolan because he's had to be on the stick for yeah, almost over a year now. Mm-hmm. He's been carrying it by himself. Which I feel like that plays to his strengths. And of course, we got John playing the game and it kind of gave us John's version of Stroke Face. <laughs> if you noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice. He, he, had, he, was, he was more like... Like it was different from <laughs> Nolan's, but it was good. Go back and watch. Yeah, You'll see what I'm talking about. He's very determined, and Nolan's kind yeah. of yeah. a yeah. Nolan's got the <laughs> Nolan becomes kind of a mouth breather. <laughs> yeah, that's that, so good. That was great. That was a good moment. Yeah, good pick. Good pick, actually. Yeah, that was a great moment. Speaking of, I'm picks... really great to see. Um, oh. <laughs> no, <It's>... go up, go go. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, it's really great to see the uh, replayers as well get to interact with uh, John and Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. On Retro Feud. Yeah. On Retro that was, Feud. That was a, a good game. Yeah, featuring... It's a good game, and I think it's... Oh, sorry. I was just going to mention Maria and Emmanuel. Yeah, Maria and Emmanuel yeah. was so good, and they were such good sports as well because they didn't really know... They didn't know that John was going to be in the show. <sighs> that um, must have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Emmanuel's <laughs> first reaction was like, oh my god, hi, Bender. <laughs> <laughs> Bender. You can ask that. him. Yeah, you can ask him. Poor Emmanuel's um, camera, like... I yeah, wonder what I happened, what happened there. there. I, I mentioned um mentioned it to Steph, but it must have been whatever happened with the recordings because we were recording locally and so they were recording on their end and we were mm. also recording kind of locally through a system. 
So it must have been something with that. Like it must have just corrupted the file a bit. Mm-hmm. So that was really unfortunate, but maybe we can have him back uh, at some stage. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good pairing to have on. It was a good pairing to have on. Yeah. It was, it was good vibes all around. And it was really cool to see Nolan and um and John. And I'm kind of liking the team versus like John's team versus Nolan's team. I really enjoy that. John's reaction to the like losing was beautiful. And like the <laughs> He's ah! not a happy loser. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's good. It was a good one. Um, well, we did get a little bit of an Uncle Noli section this week, so Uncle Noli made a little pop in. Um, but honestly, with how great the mechanic is with John on the couch, I'm just like, who? Huh? Yeah, Uncle Noli. It was good. Like, I mean, it's always great to see a little bit of Uncle Nolly and get yeah. a little bit of advice. Um, I, I do like the segment breakups. Those are good. Yeah. I actually yeah. think I prefer it as a segment now than I did as a show. Yeah. It um, works that way. I think it, it's really nice. It's refreshing to, like, have a segment, either the Between the Adventures or the Uncle Nolly, and we don't know what we're getting each week, and that's kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Between the Adventures are a riot. Right? This last <laughs> so one, <good>. packing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Nolan's packing. Like, why don't we have Nathan Drake pack stuff? Right? Yeah, exactly. Use what you have. <laughs> right. Uh, well, then we're going to wrap up the show here, folks. Uh, before we get close it out, uh, we're just going to do a quick little shout out for some of the websites, uh, thingies that you can see on the RetroReplayShow.com website where replayers like yourself write articles and put them out there in the world to read. Mm-hmm. And there's some good stuff up there. So this yeah, there week, um, I'm going to shout out an uh, article called The Future of the MCU by the one and only Lily Kay. Um, nice. Where she kind of delves into, you know, what we know about the MCU and theorizing of where that's going to lead. Uh, also, you can find an article called Get the F Out of Wrestling by Josh Neff. Such a good article. The wrestling one? Yes. Oh, yes. nice. Maybe. Uh, I used to really be into wrestling. Like I used to love it. So some of the the things that he mentions in that article, I remember seeing on pay per view when it happened. I'm just like, yep. This is great, Charlotte. I'm glad that you can be here to talk about the article that you read on the website. Because I <laughs> I read through that article myself, but I'm not a big wrestling fan, and I, like I had left a comment like, "Well, I know WrestleMania from the Nintendo. That was fun." Yeah. <laughs> no, the the one of the one of the fights that he references in there between uh, Mick Foley and the Undertaker. I mean, people when we were watching that, we were like, "That man is dead," because he <laughs> threw him off the top of the cage and he lands on the commentator's table and mm-hmm. goes through it. Gets put on a stretcher. Gets starts. They start taking him out of the out of the arena. He gets up off the stretcher, goes back and climbs back up on the, up onto the cage oh to get God. thrown through the cage down onto the mat. It was just the stunt work is phenomenal. Well, I mean, the, just... and the and this, exactly the injuries are real. Like Mick Foley wrote a, oh, yeah. an autobiography like a year after that fight, and on the back of it, it, he details all of his injuries and like the whole thing's just covered. Yeah, man. Like uh, the injuries are for like for real. Like you said, Jesus yeah. Christ, they put themselves through some fucking shit. Yeah, but, like uh, yeah, it's it's choreographed, yeah. it's planned. They well, have yeah, kind of a script. It's like the but, drama isn't real, but the fighting, yeah. the wrestling, that is because yeah. they are actually, hitting yeah, each other. Yeah, like they yeah. are doing those stunts. Like they are doing the stunts live, and they have to make it look convincing. And you will definitely get injured. Like you're just gonna. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, but it's it's just live stunt work. Like, essentially. You gotta say, it's live stunt work. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, I can appreciate that article. That, yeah. So if you're a wrestling fan, so far, good. Yeah, if you're a wrestling good. fan, go check that out. If you're curious about Lily Kay's perception on the MCU, go check that out. And uh, we'll be uh, trying to do this at least every week. I think to try to like for anyone else who's not looking at the website yet, you should. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely should. Quality if you want to write for the website, um, please send anything over to members at retroreflashow.com. We'll put you in touch with the right people. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the way to do it. So uh, closing out the show, Charlotte, do you have anywhere that people can find you or anything else you want to share? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Snape Fantasy. Anywhere really, Snape Fantasy. Um, I stream on Twitch uh, at Snape Fantasy. All right. And then uh, Pagan already mentioned that if you have any questions, you can reach out to her at members at RetroReplayShow.com. If you have any questions for us here at the podcast, or if you want to come on the podcast and have a chat with us, yeah. you can reach us at the replayer podcast at gmail.com. 
And where can they find you, Pagan? At Pagan Plays on Twitter and at Pagan underscore plays on Instagram and Twitch. And uh, lastly, I am Stark Evil Vash on everything. And then I'm Stark E Vash on Twitter, S T A R K Y. Hawaii. V A S H. I if we were more of like a YouTube show, I would love to cut in like the the mask every single time I do that. Or I something. can do it, man. Why not? Who's stopping you? Eh, you take that liberty, it. buddy. <laughs> yeah, fucking go with it. And lastly, just want to say thank you to Retro Replay because we haven't done that in a while. Ugh. We used to say thank you to Retro Replay all the time, and I don't thank them. I'm I mean, you, you don't have to pay in. I do. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Thanks, Retro Replay. And game Everything over. Everything you do because that, this, what, what, ahead, what was ahead, the usual it. thing that we used to do? Oh, we Thank could... you to everybody at Retro Replay cast and crew because without you, this broadcast wouldn't be possible. Something along those lines. Something along those <laughs> lines. You get it. We love you. Thank you. Thank you because without you, we wouldn't be here. Game over. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.